Welcome to our next podcast in the series of success stories, Women in Real Estate. I'm Claire Breeze, head of the Real Estate Group at McFarlane's. In our latest episode, Real Estate Associate Emily Chandler is interviewing Jade Grantham, Associate Director at Colliers. Upon qualification, Jade accepted an APAC cross-border agency role focused on Southeast Asian capital coming into London and Europe, predominantly through central city offices and mixed-use business parks. Jade then went client-side, where she became the Senior Commercial Asset Manager for a Singaporean family office, with a focus on assets in London, with over 250 million of assets under management. Shifting from the office sector, Jade is now Associate Director in the Operational Capital Markets team at Colliers, focusing on the commercial living sector. Jade advises a range of investors and developers on transactions, joint ventures and operations, predominantly across student accommodation, filter rent and co-living sectors. Emily, over to you and Jade. Thank you so much, Claire, for that introduction. And Jade, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I obviously wanted to have you as a guest on the podcast because of your role at Colliers and also the mentoring initiatives that you've been involved with, um, which we're going to come on to. Uh, But to start with, let's go right back to the beginning. Um, So you studied international relations at Loughborough. Can I ask what prompted you to kind of move away from that and into the real estate industry? Thank you, Emily, and thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, So it's quite an interesting entry into the real estate sector, to be honest, because I didn't even know kind of commercial real estate and the career existed. I knew nothing about the commercial pathway or the APC. Um, But studying international relations at university, um, I came across, so it was actually my brother's ex-girlfriend at the time. She was on the Savills graduate scheme. And that was the first time I kind of heard about the industry, the graduate schemes that they offer and kind of the pathway. And I thought, as someone that grew up in Malaysia and Singapore in an international background, the kind of the opportunity that the graduate scheme offered in terms of a qualification, a kind of structured two year training program, but also the fact that there are offices in all parts of the world and it's kind of there's parts within the industry that you can specialize in, it kind of was probably the most exciting thing for me. Sounds really interesting. Definitely not my route at all. I was much more um, knew exactly what it was from the beginning and loved the landlord at uni, which was uh, very geeky of me. Um, I also wanted to ask particularly, I know you're a younger woman in real estate, shall we say, so you're 29, I'm 26. Has that been an issue for you in your career so far? Is there that many barriers in the way? Have you ever felt like that's been a problem in in your career thus far? So interestingly, I haven't felt like my age has hindered me in any way, but I think our industry is very focused on titles. So I think there was, I felt a big difference from transferring from the senior, um, senior surveyor level to say associate director level. And I think whilst circumstances circumstantially and within my career maybe not much had changed I think the responses and the respects definitely had so I think that's definitely something that's apparent in our industry um and on a complete side note my own father actually said that my LinkedIn profile picture looked too young um and that my title of associate director would be taken seriously so I don't know if that's a reflection of older men in the industry or kind of in general in business but <laughs> Something to be thought about. 
Yeah, I always find it quite daunting. So when I qualified, I was just given the job title of associate. And I think externally, no one really knows what that means. So that can kind of be a gift and a curse in terms of people don't know how qualified I am, but would sometimes I like them to? Yes, maybe. Um, Talking about your mentoring initiatives at the start, um, so you're involved in the uh, Commercial Real Estate Women UK uh, Mentorship Committee. Um, Can I ask why you kind of applied for that role, why you think mentoring is important and particularly for women in our industry? Sure. So kind of starting starting my career on the Cushion and Wakeful Graduate Scheme, I think I was part of a large corporate. I had a lot of peers within my own company and through the Graduate Scheme, there's a lot of kind of organised fun, as it were. Um, however, when I moved away from a big corporate, I moved to a six-person company based in Singapore, although I was based in London, and it was also the pandemic. And I think I quickly realised that what I thought when I thought I had a big network, it was actually apparent that I had a very small little to none network. Um, And so in that time, not just starting a new job, but also with the kind of nature of COVID, I reached out to as many initiatives as I could um, in terms of mentoring, online networking, and just really trying to put myself out there because I felt really isolated, as I'm sure many people did. Um, And so then off the back of that, I, I also kind of wanted to focus on the women's networks because I think naturally those are the ones where I felt most comfortable I got the most out of them I felt the advice that I was being provided was the most helpful um, for my own personal career and that actually the women I was talking to really did care and want to help um, rather than just kind of provide generic business advice or career advice Um, so off the back of that I joined Crew UK um, and I was a part of their mentoring scheme and then also part of Mentoring Circle and enrolled into their 12-month initiative last year, which is sadly coming to an end very soon. Um, And whilst they're both really different, I think the the great thing was, and why I then joined the Committee for Career UK, was the, the mentoring scheme, I think a lot of people have hesitations into actually getting, seeking a mentor. Um, but having once you kind of go through that first hour, the benefits that you gain, kind of the insights and the relationships that you have after are just so important for your own career development. And not only did I get a new job through the Crew UK mentoring program, because one of the mentors that I joined is now my boss at Colliers, Paddy Allen. Um, but also all of the advice, advice has just been really helpful. So I wanted to give back, really. Yeah, I mean, sounds amazing. Got a new job out of it. So definitely <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Um, you touched on mentoring circle there. So um, we spoke about that when we um, kind of first connected at the beginning of the year. And I've been lucky enough to be selected for this year. So um, I'm very keen to get started having heard all of the great things. Um, and I also interviewed Vanessa, um, whose initiative it is on this podcast last year. Kind of on the theme of mentoring, what is the biggest lesson or something that you use very often that a mentor has taught you? It's a good one. It's a good question. So For me, the thing I think about the most is now seven years into my career, I wish I had been equipped with the knowledge and the awareness that I have now when I first started as a graduate. And I think there's so much to be said for women in our industry at director level. Most of them have coaches or um, career coaches that they pay for because they can afford to and they have that one-to-one contact and help. And outside of work, we have personal trainers and we have kind of coaching and 
in a different capacity. But as a junior level entry into the industry, there isn't that support and there isn't that awareness that it's okay to ask for help and have that additional help, especially as a woman in the industry. So yeah, so that's kind of one thing that I really wish was focused on more is that entry level, which is exactly what Mentoring Circle is trying to do because the application process is for people that are kind of less than five years in the industry. So I think that's amazing. But again, it's a fairly small cohort of people and there's obviously a much wider group of entry level joining the industry. I think advice and one thing that I've tried to have as my mantra for this year is to be more toddler jade. And I'll explain that one. <laughs> one of the initiatives we did a uh, kind of leadership and emerging leadership day with Mentoring Circle was we were asked to bring in a photo of ourselves as a toddler and kind of describe that person and kind of what we remember. And I was a very, very confident child. I was very outspoken, outgoing, had no issues speaking to adults, even as a toddler. Whereas somewhere along this kind of you go to school, you go to university and then you start your career and that confidence gets lost. And we don't really know where it goes, but it definitely gets lost. And kind of my mantra for this year is to bring that back and not in the sense of caring less, but to kind of not worry too much about what you're saying or overthinking things in a meeting, because at the end of the day, it's very likely that there'll be a lot more men in the room than women or you might not be the smartest in the room, but that's okay. And actually just to put yourself out there and to rebuild that confidence. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on this year. I, I love that. Be more toddler Jade. I'm definitely going to try and channel mm-hmm. my three-year-old self. I don't know how, how grace a human she was, but I think definitely much more confident. And I think you're totally right. I think there's a study that basically says if women match 90 or 100% of the job description, they will likely apply but statistically men will apply if they meet sort of 50 to 60% of the job description. So definitely something to to bear in mind next time, I think. Exactly. And I I just add to that. So kind of the role that after my graduate role at Cushman's, because of my background in Asia, I knew I wanted to move into the APAC team. I wasn't supposed to move to the London office. I was based in Birmingham, but I kind of, I contacted the head of that team and I said, I would like to work for you. And then I got an interview and got that job. And similarly for my next role with the Singaporean asset management and investment business, I was trying to pivot myself into a role that was based in Singapore where I grew up, but with assets in London. So I contacted the head of that company and I kind of set up that interview. So there's a big thing to be said for if you don't ask, you don't get. And to kind of, whilst you may not think you're qualified, you may not think it's going to work out. The worst that can happen is they say no, but to absolutely put yourself out there and make sure that you try um, outside of your comfort zone. Definitely agree. I I think to live by the mantra, what is the, the what is the worst thing that can happen? And often, as you say, someone just says no. That's something I use definitely when I reach out to people that I don't know on LinkedIn or through mentoring schemes or elsewhere. The worst thing that can happen is they don't respond. Then you've just sent an email that hasn't got a response. Given this series is focusing on inspirational women in real estate and kind of their success stories, which women would you say have inspired you the most in your life, whether that's in your career or in a more personal capacity? That's a great question. As I was writing that one, I was like, I don't even know who I would say. I think I would probably give what is quite a corny cliche answer, which would probably say my mum, but um, yeah. you're more than welcome to take that if you like. <laughs> so that's a great question. And I think a few different answers. For me, there is, my mum is the obvious answer, but more in the capacity that I've never really appreciated how much sacrifices she made by moving to Malaysia 30 years ago with my father and kind of giving up her job, giving up her work to be a stay-at-home mum. And I think 
I had a very interesting dynamic at home, which I wasn't really aware of until I started working, that she didn't work. She was always there to pick me up from after school. She was there at every sports game. And I don't think I ever appreciated that until I started working, saw women who had kids come back to work and that completely different dynamic. So I think there's a newfound of respect that I have for her and the sacrifices she made because I knew it wasn't easy to be that stay-at-home mom. In a different capacity, I would say inspirational women. So I'm kind of a a big try-hard crossfitter. (laughs) Um, And there are just some phenomenal athletes, some of which have children and have come back to competing and just the strength that they have and the determination and the motivation and kind of to break that mold of the strength against men and the ability that they have. I just think it's something so inspirational. And I've always kind of been a big sports person, I'd say, um, and always played a lot of sports and played touch rugby at an international level, um, but always played on a mixed team with men and women. And so it's kind of something that that dynamic and natural ability has become very apparent. The third kind of real estate related uh, person that I kind of look up to um, and I find inspiring it would be Kerry Moyers who you will know of in mentoring circle she's now come on to join the team I was fortunate enough to have her as my mentor during the mentoring circle program and not only is she kind of someone who's been through the industry she saw a huge gap in the market and has kind of pivoted herself as a career coach for the industry and I think such a valuable resource to have Um, she's helping so many women there's so many women that I know use her um, as a career coach and she's someone who in the last 12 months has really helped me to put into action a lot of the things I already knew I've kind of attended a lot of webinars and programs and conferences about kind of how to be a leader how to be a woman in the workplace but she's really helped me put that into practice and be that toddler confident jade So final question, we've talked a bit about advice and what you've learned from your, the mentors that you've had. Um, If you're flipping that around and you're now the mentor, what advice would you give to perhaps maybe 21 year old, 22 year old Jade now entering the real estate industry um, with kind of your career so far, what would be the big takeaway? I would say If I was to mentor 21-year-old me, don't accept some of the things that are said. I think there was a lot of things that I was made apparent to when I was starting my career. Like I mentioned before, I was kind of a big sports person and I was told that I wanted to be a PT because I spent a lot of time in the gym, even though I just finished my master's and my APC qualification. And so kind of there are a lot of instances where I was in meeting rooms and someone would swear and they say, sorry, I shouldn't swear in front of a woman or there's a lady in the room. And it's kind of those things that you would never ever outwardly say, but made me feel uncomfortable. I wasn't confident enough to stand up for myself and kind of those things do add up. And that's probably where my confidence probably over the years was limited. I would say, don't be afraid to ask for help, find, find allies within your company, find allies in other companies and kind of people that you can go to mentors, peers, and use them people are always willing to help and I think especially because they probably had that help themselves and a lot of people do want to give back because some of the most kind of meaningful and fulfilling work that I do is the mentoring and the advice giving and the networking that's involved in these women's networks 
Yeah, I would totally echo that. I think the pay it forward thing is so important. I think for me, it feels like gatekeeping if I don't give back this information. You know, when people ask me about kind of law specific things like training contracts or vacation schemes, it seems a bit weird for me to gatekeep that information. I had a training contract, I had a vacation scheme. I can't use that information for myself. So um, yeah, totally agree. Pay it forward is definitely a fantastic piece of advice. That's uh, that's all we've got time for. So thank you so much for your time, Jade. And uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today. Thank you very much for having me on.